computer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Wherever You Go podcast. I'm Sam Bauer. I'm the host and moderator of this podcast, and I am here today with a dear, dear friend of mine, Megan Delugi. And Megan's joining me from Florida, which is probably has nice, nicer weather than the rain I've got out the window. Um, and Megan and I want to talk today about it. Well, it's um, it's baby loss awareness month. And we have both been through miscarriages and we have both felt what it feels like to go through it. And we've seen the responses of our loved ones to what we were going through. And we both feel that awareness on this topic is really important because people don't talk about it, especially women that have been through it. And I am not going to lie. I tried to record this on my own earlier this week and I made it halfway through and I was bawling my face off and I decided nobody, nobody's going to want to listen to that. So luckily I have a really strong, amazing friend in Megan and um, she's helped me through mine. And um, I also, you know, when she was going through hers uh, provided probably minimal support because I was on the other side of the country, but um um, she was, she was willing, this is the kind of friend that Megan is. I can text her and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Would you be willing to go on a public platform and share probably the hardest thing that you've ever been through in your life with strangers? And she was like, heck yeah, I will. <laughs> so, and I can't even tell you how much I appreciate you and how much I love you. And I'm just really, I, it means a lot to me to share on this topic and to share on this topic with somebody who just means the world to me. So, um, so Megan is a musician, amazing musician. She has a music studio and, um, she has three beautiful boys and a husband. And so Megan, I'm just going to let you tell a little bit about yourself. Um, and then if you want to share a little bit about your story and then I'll share a little bit about mine, and then we can talk about kind of our experiences and then maybe how, we feel that loved ones of women who are going through this and husbands who are going through this, because it's really hard on our husbands as well, uh, can maybe support a little bit better um, and things that they can do because it is, I mean, it's hard from every yeah. angle. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's hard to know what to do um, or what to say or how to act. Um, and we have seen all of those things <laughs> show up. Uh, so yes, as Sam said, and I love you and I'm so happy to be here with you. So thank you for doing this together. I'm glad we can walk it out together. Um, I do, I have three amazing little boys. They're 11, eight and six. Um, after, so my first pregnancy was a dream. I mean, it was amazing. It went great. The birth was incredible. Everything was awesome. I had absolutely zero idea about all of the things that can go wrong. Um, so it's that, it's that world of um, ignorance is bliss, right? Cause I didn't either. I had no clue, like yeah. no clue. Nobody ever talked about miscarriage. No one really ever, I didn't know anybody that I knew of that had, a, I mean, that wasn't even something that was in my brain. So he was, um, so the year after I had him, the Christmas after I had him in 2011, we lost our first baby. And it was like a special kind of hell I did not know even existed. Yes. 
Yeah, I, probably a really good description of feeling. <laughs> I had no yeah. clue. I, and you don't like, you're just numb and you've already told everybody and you've, you, you know, you've pictured who this baby is, what this baby will be. And then you find out there is no baby and you just, it's, it's not even a thing that our little human brains can comprehend at first. Um, and it takes a long time to work through that grief. So if you're somebody who is still working through that grief, give yourself grace because it's a process and it just takes as long as it takes. And that's it. That's all there is. It truly, I mean, it's been a year and a half since mine. And I've learned, I learned this week when I tried to film this, that I am still grieving and yeah. it's still raw and it is still painful. So yeah. it's definitely, it's, it's it takes as long as it takes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we had my second son and then we had two miscarriages and, uh, I was ready, <laughs> I was ready to be like, I can't, like, I cannot do this again. Um, and then we got our, our miracle rainbow baby. And that was, that was the end. I'm like, I have three babies in heaven. I'm all set. I'm good. No more. <laughs> three, on earth, three in yep. heaven. Yeah. It's going to be a big party when you guys get up there. My boys were just talking today about how if we had the babies here, we'd have even teams. <laughs> oh yes. Three and three. <laughs> oh yes. Um, well, you guys can have even teams when you get up to heaven. That'll be a big part yes. of there. Yes. So uh, mine was so different from yours because you were early in your baby making stages. Yes, I was. When you had yours. And I commend any woman who goes through this and then has a, has another baby and keeps trying because I tell you what, I am later in my life, right? I have my two little ones and then surprise found out about this one. And I didn't want to have another baby. So I, I loved it. I love the thought of it and everything like that, but whoa, it knocked us over. And we had just gotten out of the hospital with my daughter who we almost lost to walking pneumonia a couple winters ago when this happened. So we were already like kaputzed when it comes to emotions. Like we were just tired. And then this happened. We thought, wow, God didn't only bless us with Andy recovering, but he blessed us with a new baby to love. And so when we found out that we lost it, it was devastating. And for me, it, it was guilt that I just lost this baby that I didn't really want to have. And, you know, the, the first thing the doctor said to me, cause he knew, and he said, you cannot wish a baby away. Like it's true. Then it's true. He, like that guilt I felt. Um, and then just feeling like a failure, like my body's never failed me, but I was a college athlete, right? Like I've pitched triple headers and I've played tennis matches that have lasted two or three hours long, uh, multiple deuces. And I've made, like, my body has always performed for me. And even though this had nothing really to do with my body failing me, when you're going through it, my goodness, like, it's just all these horrible feelings of like, what could I have done better? What could I have done you know, and I had no clue I was. Yeah. And, yeah, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And I had told nobody. So I was on the other spectrum of where you had told everybody and had to come back and tell them that you don't have this child anymore. I had told my husband and my parents and like one other friend, and I had nobody to talk to because 
after the fact, it's super, it's, I don't know if it's more awkward, but it's super awkward to say I was, and I'm not anymore. And then yeah. we'll just look at you like, uh, I don't know what to say. I love you. Um, but, um, so I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't talk about it. Um, and this is actually, I think part of the rawness of me doing this podcast is that it's one of the first times that I've like genuinely talked about my feelings and my emotion and that guilt and that, that, all that stuff. So we got to get ladies to talk about it. Cause I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. And I'm sure you feel the same way. I want people to be able to share their feelings. And I want other people to be able to listen to them with a kind, loving heart, not to feel like they have to tell them like a reason why it could have happened or, you know, like try to make them feel better because yeah. you can't, right? but you can be a friend and be quiet and sit there and listen and cry. I mean, all I wanted honestly was to sit down and ball my face off with somebody like that's it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it yeah you just you wanted like, someone to be there and listen. Yeah. 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 That, and, and that's so hard. It's so hard. We feel as women, and I don't know why there's such like a stigma attached to miscarriage. There's such a, nobody talks about it. Nobody acknowledges it. So I said at the beginning of our time together, I didn't really know anybody who had miscarriage. So I have this vivid memory. I go to, I was teaching in a, in a school and I found out and then I went back to school <laughs> um, and I started telling people and the number of women that I worked with, that I was friends with, that I've known for years who came and told me their own personal story of loss was staggering to me. Yep. There were so many, there were so many. And, yes. and that's the thing, because just like you were talking about being alone, you know, that's the thing that really that helped me was people sharing their stories with me and I could, and they could commiserate and they could come together with me and say, listen, I've been where you are and um, I'm so sorry. You're going to get through it. I've gotten through it. All of these women around you have gotten through it. Um, it's just, and I think that's why we feel so passionate talking about it because nobody, we don't talk about it. Yep. There's such a, like a, like a guilt associated with it. Yeah. Um, I, I had the same experience, even just this week, telling people that I was going to be doing this podcast men. I mean, that I've talked to there. Oh my gosh, my wife went through this and this is our experience. And like, just totally, you know, open. And I think relieved to have somebody who knows that feeling that went through it, but one in four couples goes through this. So it's not when it happens, you feel so alone or like you're different or something's wrong with you, like you said, but really it's very common. Um, one in four women have gone through this or one I should say one in four couples. Cause again, I don't want to be insensitive to the men because I know, I mean, when we went through it, 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 we didn't do a good job of going through this together as a couple um, because we had just gone through my daughter's illness, like a freaking championship team that just won the, I mean, we were, we were together, we were a team, but we were pooped by the end of this. And when this happened, my husband, I think ran out of like gusto and he didn't know what to say to me. 
because he didn't want to upset me. Um, which again, you know, in hindsight, we know that was probably not the good choice, but, um, he, he was dealing with it as well. And I, he wasn't with me when I found out this was the other thing. My first two, he was with me for every appointment. Um, the whole time in this, of course, this one time I was like, it's fine. I'll go by myself. So I had to call him and tell him. And like, I felt like I had, he had, we had already been through so much. Right. So I didn't want to disappoint him. He was very excited about this, this idea. And, um, I shouldn't say this idea it was a life. He was very excited about this baby. Um, and so I just felt like, oh my gosh, I've got to drop this bomb on him and disappoint him. And I failed him and it's ridiculous. Um, but we managed to go through this without, without that talking until later when I like exploded with emotions all over him. And he was probably like, oh my gosh, I was like, you just need to sit here and cry with me. Like, I just need to see that you care. Um, but a lot of men do this, right. They shove their feelings deep down inside and it's hard. It's hard for them to talk about. So I don't know how, how your experience was with that, but it, it's definitely a couple thing. And like, I needed girlfriends to talk to too. And I'm sure he needed man, man friends, <laughs> but, um, I, I don't know that. I don't know that they, they talk about it either. Yeah. And everybody deals with it differently. I mean, everybody has a different process and everybody works through it differently. And, you know, that's why, that's why we say like, it just takes as long as it takes. And there are still times when I will talk to my boys about it. I mean, it's been a significant amount of time now. And I, and I cry, you know, because it's hard. It's sad. It's yeah. Awful. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and when we, so I discovered, Sam and I were talking about this earlier. I discovered there's basically like three groups of people. Yes. And are. I love this. Like, I love how yes. you state this. When you're telling people about miscarriage, there's a group of people who have gone through it. So one of the women I talked to said, I'm so sorry that you are now a part of this club that nobody wants to be a part of. Um, but that's so very true. true. Yeah. yeah. Now you're, you know, but they get it. So there's the group of people that get it. I've walked through this. I've been through this. I get it. There's a group of people who have not been through it, but they understand that it's hard and sad. And they say, I'm so sorry. I love you. Which is really like, that's my best advice. If you have been through this, I'm sorry. I love you. Hug me, love me. And that's, that's all I need. That's all I need. Because then there's another group of people. There's another Yes. Group. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them in the next group. Yeah. I would. Yes. There's so I, many. <laughs> I and agree it, with this sentiment though. The best thing you can do if somebody's going through loss, whether it's, it's a baby or a, a family member or any close person, yes. I love you and I'm sorry and hug them. And if you cry, that is okay. That, yeah. that does not make that person feel worse. It makes them know that, I mean, um, you know, it says, right. What, uh, Romans 12, 15 rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So don't, don't feel yeah. like you have to be strong or be in the group three. Cause that's, what's coming up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> group three. If you are currently in this group, I want you to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> and I'm not saying it in a, 
an accusatory way. I'm just saying that th this has been our experience. Group three is a group of people who haven't been through it and don't know how to respond. And that's okay. Um, but it's also the group that immediately in the middle of your grief, in the middle of this rawness says, God has a plan. Um, he must have wanted an angel in heaven. He must have, like, it's just these little Christian phrases that we say to one another. And absolutely, God does have a plan. And God did want my babies up there. I am not discounting that because absolutely. But when you are eyeball deep in losing a life that you didn't even get the chance to know, that's the last thing you want to hear. And it, it doesn't help because with my first baby, I remember we finally went back to church, standing in our front row with my arms raised, singing my heart out to God. And I was so mad at him. I was so mad, but he saw my sacrifice of praise. He, he can handle it. He has big, huge shoulders. So if you're somebody who's lost a baby and you're mad at God, it's okay. It's okay. He gets it. He loves you. It is okay to be mad. You will not be mad forever. You won't be. Um, but you know, being in that group three and just, just saying things that you think you're supposed to say, because it's the thing that people say, there may be some good intentions there, but that healing has to come later. God has to do that healing. God has to bring that peace. Yeah. Um, how you say that it's okay to be mad at God because he can handle it. Like it's so true. God loves you unconditionally and he knows what you're going through and he understands, and he is still going to be there for you while you're mad at him. He's going to yeah. be there for you while you're sad. He's going to be there for you while you're going through denial that it happened. He's going to be there with you through the entire grieving process. And he, he can handle that. So like, I feel guilty when I'm mad at God and, and it's happened a few times in the last two years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like, seriously, man, like, I know you're, you work together for all things for my good. Um, and I'm going to trust you, but right now it stinks and I'm mad at you. Like, <laughs> and yeah. that's okay. And I'll never forget my pastor being at the hospital with us when Andy was laying there and I had said something and like, I'm sorry, but I'm like mad. And he's like, Sam, you would be, I, I don't know who you would be if you weren't mad at him right now. Like this is a good time to be mad at God and it's okay. He yeah. gets it. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say about that group three is it's not just like the the Christian phrases. It's also the like, well, at least it happened now and not when you were farther along. Yes. At least it happened before it got to, like, no, no. Yes. So not helpful. It, it, it actually makes me want to like smack you. Like yes. it, 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 no matter what part of this child's life that it happened in, it's still my baby and it still sucks. So like, I appreciate you trying to like but, but as the receiver of that comment, what you hear is that you're dismissing my feelings. Yes, absolutely. Seeing the grief that I'm feeling right now by saying, well, at least it happened now and not later, or it's just, uh, somebody had said to me, like, it's just, you know, natural selection. I'm like, okay, well, that's like, I get it. It, it, the, something was going to be wrong with the baby and that's why I didn't make it. But like, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Say, I love you. 
and I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. yes. If you don't have anything nice to say. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think any of those comments were out of a bad place. I think they were and they were out of like, I'm going to try to make you feel better, yes. but justifying that this happened and it's not justifiable. It's, it's, it's a loss of a life that, you know, we love. And even though I've never met that person yet, um, you know, I, I can't wait. It just, it, it does give me one more reason to like be excited about going to heaven. Yeah. So yeah, those it's, I know it's out of love and I know it's trying to be helpful, but I love you. I'm sorry. That's it. It's all you need. That's all you need. And you know what, if you want to pray with that person, pray with that person. Yes. If you want to pray in your own time, like pray for these women who have lost babies, you know, just in your quiet time with the Lord, or as you're driving in your car, pray for them. Um, that is the best thing that you can do is just come alongside them in prayer. And, um, you know, that's, that's, it's such a, it's such a, an act of love to, to pray for those friends. Yeah. Yeah. And God will find them and he will heal them yeah. slowly, but surely. Um, but I, I know one of the other comments that, um, you know, had been made to me was, you know, I, I just don't want to say anything because I don't want to remind you of the pain. Well, that pain is you, I will never forget that this happened and I will never forget that baby. And I will never not have a little bit of pain in my heart because of it. So I, I would rather somebody come up and talk to me about it than just not, uh, unless they're in group three, <laughs> Right. <laughs> but I, I do think that it's just important that we let women talk about this. And, and if you have gone through it or you're going through it right now, don't be afraid to tell people because to Megan's point, you'll be shocked at how many people, you know, have been through it and never told you about it because women don't talk about it. It is therapeutic and it's, it's just so good for your soul to, I mean, once I told a couple people, people are coming out of the woodwork, you know, Sam, I've, I've been through this too. If you need to talk, you know, tell me about it. And then they tell me their stories and it was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's incredible. It really is. And, and it's so helpful and supportive and, you know, to just, just be there for one another, just be there for one another. It's the best thing you can possibly do. Yeah. Yep. I love you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, uh, is there any other points that we wanted to make or anything else we wanted to say about this topic? I don't, I can't remember. <laughs> I got something that I can't remember. This is the, also the story of my life. It all just flies out. Um, I just think that it's, I just really want to get across that if you have experienced this, if you are walking this out right now, if you feel guilt or condemnation or shame or embarrassment, it is the lie of the devil. It yes. is not, it's not God. That's not God. Um, God does have a plan. Absolutely. But even he sees your tears and he's going to give you beauty for your ashes. 
and he loves you. He loves you. And everything that he does, he does out of love and he turns everything that is meant for evil into good. And um, I remembered, thank you, Holy Spirit. I remembered. So as I was walking through this, especially when I lost the first one, there was a lot of why God, why? Like, I don't understand this. I think this is one of the most horrible things you've ever created. Why am I going through this? Why did you even do this? And years later, I had two different women that I worked with who sought me out and said, Hey, this just happened to me. And I know this happened to you. I need your help. And I need to know how I'm going to get through this. And then the Holy spirit said, see, this is part of the reason why I had you walk through this so that you could take what you've learned about me and about this process and help other people. And that's what it's all about. Well, you're helping me right now. I can't even, I'm serious. I can't even thank you enough. And you've always been a a rock in my life. And so I just appreciate you so much. And I love the other way you, whenever I asked you to help me with this, you didn't say that this happened or that God did this to me. You said, God brought me through this for a reason. And I think that's so important to remember that, that there's no ending until we're face to face with God up in the heavens. And until we're there, we're on a journey. So he is bringing us through the good times. He's bringing us through the bad times. And to your point, he's got, again, back to Romans, Romans 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of all those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So all those things he's bringing us through, the good, the bad, and the ugly, (laughs) he's using them together for our good. And I think that the important words there is God causes everything to work together. Yes. I mean, it's tough to argue. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is just like you said, it's a process and there's no expiration date. There's no expiration date. It's, it's definitely, um, been for me, a a very, um, I think when we say going through this too, when Andy got out of the hospital, I wanted life to be back to the way it was before she went in the hospital. I wanted my, my happy little healthy family doing the things we do. And then this happened (laughs) and again, I wanted, I wanted to go back to the way it was before Andy was in the hospital and before this baby was lost. And it just recently, I would say in the last couple of months hit me hard that it's never going back to the way that it was before, because I'm not the same person that I was before I experienced these really hard things. I'm better in a lot of ways. I'm stronger in a lot of ways. My marriage is stronger in a lot of ways. Um, Life differently. I value time in a very different way. Um, But there are also parts of me that like, aren't as quite as good, right? Like I kind of miss that, like, girl that just skipped life and didn't, wasn't aware, you know, that bad things could happen. Cause so far it's been rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Um, but this is who I am today and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready like you to help others and to hopefully be able to support them. You know, as I get stronger and better at talking about this, I'm still, 
um, I'm still healing. So it's, it's going to be some time, but, um, I, I just, I can't even thank you enough for doing this with me, Megan. I think it's so important that we get this message out there, especially it's, it's awareness month for this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a great time to, to spread some awareness and, and hopefully we've helped somebody out there, whether it's somebody who's gone through it or is going through it or somebody who's never gone through it, but it wants to be there for their loved ones when they do go through it. Um, just, just know that you're loved and that's right. Yeah. If you want to reach out, I'd be more than happy to, um, hear from you. So I'll, I'll put some contact information in, in the, um, notes for the podcast, but other than that, Megan, thank you. Um, oh, my pleasure. You're amazing. I'm so proud of you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah. Sometimes God tells us to do things and we're not sure why and we go do them and it feels really weird and awkward. Um, and you're not sure what he wants to accomplish, but you do it anyway. That's me right now doing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's wrap this up with a Bible verse that the podcast is named after Joshua. Mm-hmm. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go.